When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3 Take presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 287. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. What up, everybody? How we doing? How we doing? Back for more. End of the week. It's go time. One. Two. Three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one more, thirteen, fourteen. That's how many losses the Angels have. In a row. They doubling down? I thought they just got 13. They got to 14, 14 last, last night. I thought that was 13. Back-to-back shutouts, dude. 14 games in a row. Uh, 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 are you sure? Let me see here. When did it start? When's the last time they won? Why don't you just why don't you just go to my Twitter account, Kyle Corwin May Takes? 21st was the first the last time they won. Yikes, that's a while. Uh, let's see. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let's get into June. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I've been I've hmm. been tweeting it every night since they lost eight straight. When they lost eight straight, I said the Angels have lost eight straight. Can't say I didn't warn you. And then every night since then, I've waited to tweet the next number. Did you see that uh, what they tried to do <laughs> to shake things up last night? Get the the Nickelback walkout. <laughs> the ni- every player in the lineup. Every player. Tough night to be at, Are you- at the stadium just hearing Nickelback over and over again. You're watching a terrible team. And terrible music. I'll be honest with you. I've, I never understood the Nickelback hate. I'm not like I, a, we've talked about this. I don't mind them. I really don't. Do you know? Do you know a bunch of their stuff? Yeah, I know. Like there, I know. Like you know, deep tracks only. 
It's not a deep track. I said deep tracks. Dave Matthews. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, they're not bad. Uh, I I don't. I've like, got crave their. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not like. Ooh, you're not like anxiously awaiting yeah, the next I think album. I need release. to listen to. I need to listen to Nickelback today. It's not like that. It's just. Like I might song, go yeah. listen. I might go listen to some Nickelback after this. It's been a minute since I listened to some Nickelback. Just get fired up. Get it in your workout a little bit. So I've got the I've got the the list here. I've got the lineup. If you want to, oh, you, if do. you want me to go through it. Yeah. So Shohei Otani had photograph. I mean, I just feel like that makes sense. You're gonna stick. You're gonna stick your star with photograph. That just makes sense. Joe Adele came up to Rockstar. That's. That's another fairly popular one for the people yeah. that actually do like. See, these uh, are all like the like the the radio ones. They're just like I get why right. people get tired of this. Uh, Jared Walsh had "How You Remind Me." That one's a good one. That's an older one. Well, I think that's better in photograph. I think photograph is not one of the. That's so overplayed, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jared Walsh had "How You Remind Me." Matt Duffy had "Someday." I don't know if I don't know if I've heard that one. You know that one? Have I? Or yeah. do I know that one? Yeah. Yeah. Some, I need to look up the lyrics for this. Yeah, you know that one. Someday lyrics, Nickelback. Do I know this one? I don't think I do. No, don't play it. Don't play it. I'm going to have to flag the episode. Nah. It's for putting three in seconds, music. Three seconds. They won't know. No, I. You heard I, it. I did hear it, and I recognize that. Yeah. Right, it's one of the main ones. Yeah. Uh, Juan Lagares had "If Today Was Your Last Day." Yeah. That one. That one will make you think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little that wake one. up call. They go back just like, "Hey, pay attention to what's going on, man. Enjoy your day. Could be your last. Could be your last one." Brandon Marsh had "When We Stand Together." Don't know if I've heard that one. I don't think I know that one either. Jack Mayfield, what are you waiting for? I. Kn- do I know that one? I know that one. I don't know if I know that one. Kurt Suzuki had this afternoon. I don't know if I know that one. Tyler Wade had animals. I, I have one. heard that one. That's a that's a pretty aggressive one. That's a that's an aggressive. That's that. Those are the deep tracks that you start getting into. You're like, oh, like Nickelback isn't just like some soft little radio type music. Animals gets after it. Yeah, it's. Uh, if I recall, that's not necessarily a safe for ballpark. No. Oh, old T Wade just getting after it too. I, I'm a little, little surprised. He's he's kind of a he's kind of a little party guy though. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh but clearly it didn't work. As I mentioned, back to back back to back uh shutouts for the Angels. And look. Last <laughs> night was an extras loss, I think, wasn't it? No, it was the night before. Um or no, I'm sorry. It was the shutout was the night prior to last night or two nights ago. So it was Monday, it was one nothing, Tuesday, six to five, and then last night was one nothing again. So two of the their last three losses have been shutouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and look, for the people saying, Yo, guys, seriously, enough of the Angels obsession. There is nothing more worthy of conversation in baseball right now. I'm sorry. The Angels have lost yeah. fourteen straight. I had a note here. Uh, the Angels are the ninth team with a losing streak of at least 14 games this century. So, yeah. I don't think one has ever gone in the postseason either. I think we're going to talk about it. 
I think that was something that was said too. Not one has ever made it to the postseason. I think that was after 12 consecutive losses. So 14, just like, why are you even getting out of bed in the morning? But I mean, you're, you're right, dude. It's just like uh, the whole, did you watch or see any of the highlights of the, of the, the press conference when they announced Phil Nevin and the GM is sitting at, and it's like, we haven't even gotten to that. Joe Madden gets released. Yeah. Thinking it's gonna fire up the boys, so I have a, I have yeah. a theory. Before we get into the presser, I have a theory. Maybe, maybe Joe is playing the long game here. Maybe this is he's taking it up a notch. He says, "Let me fire up the boys," because as we all know, he had that in, that bases loaded intentional walk. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he he's trying to one up himself and says, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend myself to be released." And then he's gonna come back. The team's gonna, the team's just gonna tear it up, and he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna make a return come October. It's possible. We've seen crazier things, especially from that man. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I mean, Shohei is on the bump tonight for the last game of the series against the Red Sox against Pavetta. Uh, Shohei's been rough the last two or three starts, like real rough. Yeah. Uh, Pavetta, I believe it or not, has turned it around quite a bit, huh? Didn't he just throw like? Yeah, a, he had an incredible May. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like the last couple starts, he's been he's been pretty good. So, uh, yeesh. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's I I think Trout will still be missing this game, right? With yeah, he's day to day to add insult to injury. He's uh he's sidelined after a weird. I was watching it. It was a weird, I don't know. I, I don't think I can call it an injury necessarily. Cause I think it's just a little, like, I don't know if something's tweaked there, but it was weird. Like he was, he hit the ball and right off the bat, you're thinking he's got a chance at a triple. And then you see him pulling up, like he he's kind of laboring coming into mm-hmm. second base. And you're like, yeah. not only did he not even attempt to go to third, he's, he's barely, he's yeah. barely getting to second. And then they showed the replay, and he makes it about halfway down the line, and you can tell something something just didn't didn't hit right, and he kind of shook it off the rest of the way into into yeah. second. But after that, he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm out." I mean, look, like no no one wants to have this conversation. No one wants to acknowledge the fact that the the dude just isn't consistent enough in the health category like he just he hasn't been there and at what point do we start saying they need to change things up right like I don't know why the comparison has always been with like Judge and Trout right like wow like Mike Trout's missed more games than Judge well like yeah like I've been saying you know Judge isn't an injury threat this is this is it he is Trout is struggling to stay healthy. Then at what point are you going to see the preparation, whether it's preseason, spring training type workouts, whether it's in-season type workouts, where you're going to start to see, I mean, he's thick. He's strong. Is he, what? what is his workout routine? What is he doing? Is he constantly in the gym? You know what I mean? Or is is it needing to start to get a little bit more 
agile and limber and introduce some yoga. I don't, you know what I mean? It's just like all of these strains that he goes through. I just, I don't know. I don't know. And last year, I think they've openly kind of admitted the fact that last year was kind of gone. They just punted. And that's why he never really came back. That's why he didn't attempt to come back. So, I, yeah, because what was last year? It's supposed to be like, wasn't it like six, six weeks or something? Right. And misses and then, the whole rest of the season? During the time, they're just like, well, the injuries are done. So, like, what's the point of coming back? And I don't know. What, what would you prefer? You know what I mean? Like, uh, what kind of hope are you providing? At what point are we going to start to attack Mike Trout's toughness? When are we allowed to say that? Anytime something gets brought up about him, he's like, no, he's he's the greatest player to ever live. Great. That's fine. But you got to stay on the field. That's what it's about. Right? That's why Hall of Famers are Hall of Famers is because they've been able to stay healthy and be productive for a long period of time. It's clear he can be the greatest baseball player to ever live. He has the skill set to be. But at what point are we going to start to do it? And it's not even like it's it's the it's the game style, right? Like we criticize Byron Buxton. Cuz Byron Buxton is like balls to the wall. I'm I'm flying into this wall full speed. I'm laying out full extension for every ball in the outfield I can. I am pushing the envelope on the bases and sliding as late as possible on stolen bases or extra 90 just to get in the bag, right? And then we're seeing injuries pop up. It it looks like Trouts are just regular motions. They're just regular stuff that he's doing. It's not like it's it's anything crazy, right? We're not seeing him dive for a ball and crack a rib or hurt his wrist it's it's all like lower half conditioning issues and i'm sorry but at what point are we going to say that's on you dude like if you're not keeping your body in shape for the every day-to-day motions that's something separate than your play style getting you hurt i'm i'm sensing the Stephen a reyes juices flowing a little bit I just, uh, look, I, I'm burnt out on GOAT. I hate how often that's used. I hate how often people say GOAT. And I don't think GOAT is allowed to be associated with any current player. Anyone that's still playing. Anyone that still has years of stuff left to prove. I'm tired of using it. So stop. Because he's not there yet. Because even when he does get there, we're probably going to criticize the fact that, I mean, there's a good chance he may never get a ring, honestly. With how the Angels operate, there's a good chance. It's definitely not going to be this year. Ayo. No. no shot. Frauds. No shot. No shot. So, I look, I, I like Mike Trout. Yes, he is very special. When we watch him play, you're like, yeah, you're a man amongst boys when you're going right. You really are. And and I can see that your your movements and your mechanics and your mindset. I wish I could clone it and have and have 
10 of them in the league, but we can't. It's just uh, uh, there's there's something that's got to give here, dude. Like you got to switch things up. If you if you're not, I don't even know if it's your if it your cleats. Like are your spikes too long and you're getting caught on dirt and you're just tweaking every leg muscle every year? Or what's going on? But I'm done using goat talk because if this is going to be the rest of his career and every year we're going to deal with something and he's going to miss forty or fifty games. And this may be an overreaction. Yes, he's day to day. I was going to say Nate, but still, Nate's made it very. Stuff, cl- he's made it very clear stuff. that he's not a pro pro uh, trout guy right now. I am. I, I time. do like trout. It's just at what point, like, uh, dude, like uh, everybody's well, dealing a, with something. Well, here's right? the thing: we we got to stop putting so much blame on on Mike Trout. And I'm not saying that that's what you're saying. I know you're you're kind of looking at this as an isolated situation or uh, a, a case with Mike Trout. But this goes far beyond Mike Trout. Like, oh their yes, off, their that's offense my, that's has been horrendous. Like, I, yeah. I saw a note here. Sam Sam Bloom on Twitter said the Angels have hit one home run in their last eight plus games. That's one home run in two hundred ninety five plate appearances. The Angels led the majors in homer in homers for a while this year and still rank number seven overall. That's terrible. That's bad, dude. And it's and it's that's why I'm saying this roster configuration is an issue. And when you when you're kind of wiping out your farm, um, I I can't be more out on Joe Adele. I'm sorry. I, the fact that we cleared we cleared up Justin Upton for this kid is like, why? You know, I don't know. I don't. It's, it, the Angels aren't it, dude. I'm sorry. They're not it, and they're getting closer. And I, I feel like they do put in the right place or the right pieces. But like, come on, Rendon, what is what is Anthony Rendon doing? Why can't he stay on the field? What's his deal? Ever since, I haven't seen him on a regular basis since since he was a national. All I know is I'm just thoroughly enjoying this grave dancing right now because all all that i heard all that i heard is when they got off to this this incredible start which by the way they started 21 and 11 and are now 6 and 20 since that start and they've since fallen out of a wild card position oh and by the way as of may 15th they had a 81.4 postseason percentage to make the postseason odds to make the postseason, it's now at twenty seven percent. All that I kept hearing, yeah, was it, and I feel like I'm a, I'm a broken record at this point. But it's, are we looking at an all LA World Series? No, we're not, folks. We're not. No, the Angels are different this year. Angels are different. No Syndergaard. Mike Trout's gonna stay healthy. Anthony Rendon's back. No, the same old Angels. Yeah. Well, I mean, Same the, old the only the only silver lining you can look at this and say uh, it's clear that your division is kind of bad. Uh, you've lost fourteen straight, and you're still in second place. So there is much. an opportunity to to beat up on the rest of your of your division for the rest of the year. Um, 
Well, in the foreseeable future, after this, after they wrap up the series with the Red Sox, they got a three-game set against the Mets, and then they go to, uh, I think they're going... L.A., Dodgers. Yeah, got a two-game series against the Dodgers. There's a good chance this could get to 20. Did I, clear, did I specify in my hot takes episode before the season started when I said I thought that there was going to be a 20-game... I, I'm assuming I said yeah, winning you streak, said win right? streak. Yeah, okay. you said win streak. I just because I was thinking about that, yeah. I was like, you know, I could be onto something with that with uh, with the Angels here. But yeah, all that to say, look, I don't think getting rid of Joe Madden was necessarily the 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 fix here. Sure, I'm I, I I think to a to an extent maybe it helped, but as with anything, you're gonna have to have a fall guy. There's always gonna be a fall guy. And you're not going to go after the players. You're certainly not going after the front office. So yeah, that kind of leaves your manager out on an island. Um, with that said, though, I feel like we've uh, we've dug into the Angels plenty. It kind of begs the question: who's getting who's getting fired next? I've said this to you a few times. Um, I, I think Tony Larusa has got to be on the hot seat. He's got to be. And yeah. we've, I mean, I know that they've been riddled with injuries throughout the year. But we're watching some questionable decisions being made. You know? Yeah. And I don't know why, but I feel like one thing you can give credit to a manager about is that, that next up mentality, right? Next man up, step in, do what you need to do. I think when when you see that with certain teams that remain successful, still find a way to win ball games, I think that's something that you got to attribute the to the manager. You got to give him some credit on that. Like you're keeping your guys, you're keeping your bench guys, your role players hot. You're keeping those guys tapped in. Um and it just it doesn't seem that way in Chicago. It just doesn't seem like your role guys are really taking advantage of having those opportunities. Um, I mean, is it safe to say they've been underwhelming since Larusa was like sent down your mean? I mean, I don't. They've know been underperforming I'm... since then. Yeah, but like we talked about, I'm not. I'm not pinning that is the the turning point for the organization like there's there's much more going on than just a a decision because like we talked about they addressed that they handled it whether or not it was genuine whether or not it warranted more uh reconciliation that's that's not for us to decide but at least forward facing we saw that they they addressed that they handled it they moved on I think even TA at one point, if I recall, he he kind of laughed it off, and they were him and him and Larusa were were okay, they were fine or whatever. Called I him, get it, that's fine. What was it? He called him like a he's like our 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 grandpa or something. What did he say? It was something along those lines. It, look, I just don't know how much he controls that clubhouse. He doesn't at this point. He's, he I, doesn't. He gets the respect. Have, he gets the respect as a, as a great manager, but he doesn't. Right. He doesn't run that clubhouse. You got to have this feeling that your manager will run through a wall for you. Your manager is going to have your back, and it's you guys against the world. And I think that decision 
displayed the type of manager he is to the rest of the clubhouse. And I think it's carried over into more decisions that he's made. He doesn't have his players back. We've seen multiple times this year of leaving relievers in and letting them get beat up. Yeah, I mean, let them just get punished. And yeah, like, he doesn't have their back in that sense, but he has. I feel like he does have a weird way of showing it that he has their back from a going into battle them versus us kind of mentality because we've seen where he's. I think it was last year, and maybe it's even happened a, a couple times this year where he he'll as fast as he can manage those those legs to go, he'll run out there if he feels like he's getting thrown at. Or if his guys yeah. are getting thrown at, and he'll I he'll have that. his he'll For have sure. his words, but it it doesn't to me that doesn't mean as much like you said when you're when you're leaving your guys out there to just absolutely throttled. It's just a lot of it, questionable decisions. I mean, we've seen it twice with Joe Kelly this year, where he's just he's left Joe Kelly in to figure things out on his own. Yeah, there's a guy in the bullpen that's just chilling. He's hot, like he's ready to come in, and he continues to let guys just. It's your game to lose, I guess. And then all of a sudden, it's like a six-run blowout. You're like, what What are we doing? It's just, it's odd. There isn't this, like, the the, the narrative has to be, it has to go through the manager. What is the, going The narrative on has to Mike? be controlled. Yeah, figure it out. Uh, the manager has to control what, what the narrative is, and, and it's... You watch other guys and other teams and they're like, well, I, do, I just want to pick up my teammate in those situations, right? Like I want to, they pick me up. I want to pick them up. And that's the mentality. You keep talking. I just I'm don't, gonna, I don't see the mic. Figure it out, guys. Your first episode. I don't know what's going on. Clean it up. I'm going to leave you high and dry here. I'm not even going to talk. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Uh, tell me, no, I, tell me about another manager. You think I was doing a little digging around, and yeah. uh, believe it or not, Scott Cervase's name popped yeah, up in the conversation. That's who I was going to say next. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I wonder if uh, if last year's success hurt him. You know, talk about a ninety win team. The expectations definitely go up for the next year. The fact that the uh, you know that the the postseason drought is the longest in sports. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of pressure. But you felt like if they got ninety wins last year, they were going to be right around the corner. And then you're starting to see just kind of underwhelming stuff going on out there in Seattle. And they have a they have a hell of a, a roster. They have a really good lineup. They really do. We're back. About time. But I just yeah, I think uh I think you're right. I think Scott Cervase could be could be even in a hotter seat than, than Tony LaRusa. I don't know if I'd put Scott Cervase above Tony LaRusa in terms of order of needing to be out the door, but is is it safe to say he's close? Because he's been there. He's been there for a minute. Yeah, and they That's, just extend, they extended sometimes. him last September or last October, some 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 point last fall. 
Or no, two falls ago. No, last fall. Yeah, 2021. So, safe to say they had uh, higher hopes than uh, what's playing out right now. And like we said, what was it? Less than a month ago, we're like, uh, it's it's early still, but uh, is it time to be hovering over the panic button a little bit? And if you can't, if you can't take advantage of what the Angels are doing right now, right, that's what I'm saying. Frog, come on! How are the Angels losing 14 games in a row and they're still in second place? What is that about? That's tough. I mean, Houston is just Houston's. They're professionals. We got dudes down there that know how to win. I think it just gets to a certain point where, um, yeah, you got to find a, a winning coach that knows how to win, that knows how to be in these situations. It, it you know, when it when you're watching a game, and you're like, they're just trying not to lose. They're not trying to win. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like when I watch some of the Mariners games. I'm like, mm, y'all just trying to not lose. It's a different, it's a different thing. And it's nothing against Scott Cervase, but like he hasn't gotten over that hump before. Speaking of not being able to get over a hump, I think the safe to say we can lump the, the Royals into that category as well. Yeah, Mike Matheny might be gone. Sitting at 18 and 37. Yeah. Mike Matheny. The only team that hasn't reached 20 wins yet. Let me list off the teams that have that you wouldn't think had. The Orioles, 24 and 33. The Tigers, 23 and 33. The Oakland A's, 20 and 38. Hmm. The Nationals twenty one and thirty seven. Heck, throw the Marlins in that conversation. The Marlins twenty four and thirty. The red the Reds have twenty wins. The Reds have t- twenty wins. They're twenty and thirty six. They're twelve games back, but they've got twenty wins. Good for the Reds. And the Rocky, the Rockies, and the D backs. Rockies have 20, they're 24 and 32. The D-backs are 27, 31. The only team in Major League Baseball to not reach 20 win, to reach twenty wins, the Kansas City Royals. I think it's safe to say Mike Matheny's days in Kansas City are limited. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And that, again, like I, I, I don't, when you look on paper, I don't think they're the worst team in baseball. Do you? You look at that roster. And no, you're like, I don't. No shot. Like you have a, a potential phenom and a prospect in, in Bobby Witt. Whit Merrifield knows how to hit. You got Ben Intendi that's turning things around, starting to hit. You have a gold glove. I think he's actually won a platinum glove in Sal Perez. What's going on? You'd be able to string together some wins, dude. Carlos Santana knows how to hit still. Not what he used to be, but he still knows how to hit. You got to be able to put up some wins in that division. I agree. 
100% agree. A negative I would, nine. I wouldn't say it's the worst division in baseball, but it's No, down but there. like you get especially with the way the White Sox are playing, like you do if you're a team that is meant to be in the postseason, you have to be able to take advantage of other teams in your division playing absolutely terribly. For the White Sox standards, they're not playing terribly. Yeah. But they're not playing great ball. You should be you just got to find a way to win some of these games. I don't think as we've mentioned, I don't think the Twins are going to I mean, I say sustain. They're only they only got a 5.69 winning percentage, so I mean, it's not like they're playing out of their minds. But like the Tigers, I don't know, dude. I just I feel like if you're the the Royals, you have to put up a better showing than this or otherwise Matheny's going to be gone. You're going to start seeing some pieces shipped out of there. I think they're going to sell. I think they're going to sell. You have to sell. I think they're selling quite a few names. Um, Benintendi's got to go. Benintendi's name has been flying around like crazy. Yeah. He's deserved an opportunity elsewhere. I've seen Um, his name uh, packaging some mock deals with the Yankees, actually. That'd be wild. That'd be wild. Get Gallo out of here. Sheesh. Um, yeah, I think Whit Merrifield, uh, he's, he's got to get a spot somewhere, dude. He's, he's rolling give, 200 hit seasons out all the time. Give the man a chance. But even yeah. him, I don't even, it, the last I saw is how's he doing this year? I don't know. Well, I've hardly paid attention to the Royals. What about Mondesi? Well, um, like I know that, like at the, at the beginning of the year, they were like, "Yeah, Bobby Wood will play third, Modesty will play short." You know, like yeah, Whit Merrifield's not having a he's not having a great year thus far. But. No. Yeah, Benintendi's leading a lot of categories for him. Yeah, it, it's a guarantee. By far their best player. Yeah, it's a guarantee that he's out of there. I mean, Michael um, A. Taylor, I, I think he could step in and be a solid outfielder for somebody. He's an incredible outfielder, first of all. If you just get an average year out of him offensively, you're good. By the way, you mentioned Mondesi. He's he's out. He had uh, ACL. Oh, did he? So he's uh, no no good in that regard. But Ben Benintendi, safe to say, he's out. Just a matter of where. I hate to see it, or I hate to say it, but I feel like the Yankees makes a lot of sense. I'd um, love it, but that means they're, I, I don't know who would want Gallo. But, or Hicks. One of those two has to go. One of those two is getting DFA'd. Hicks still on the books for another two years. Gallo's set to be a free agent next year. But yeah, I think I think the uh, they can, the Royals they can make it work if they they can make it work if they really wanted wanted them. Um, they could too pitching wise. I mean, I I don't know what's going on. It's who's uh, another manager Keller? that has been uh, rumored. To potentially be let go, Dave Martinez. It actually just came out, I believe, yesterday. Uh, Nats GM Mike Rizzo came out and said they are not letting Mike uh, Dave Martinez go. 
The last thing the Nationals need to do is rock the boat for for Juan Soto. Don't rock the boat, dude. Dave Don't Martinez do anything a, that guy doesn't want you to do, okay? He's you a player's manager. Happy. Yeah, he's a good manager. There's only so much you got going on this year. What's the point of firing? For what? This is what you got yourself into. You knew this, you knew this year was coming. You knew that this was going to happen. You knew it was going to be an underwhelming year. Why, why just rain on everyone's day by letting their, their manager go? Well, a lot of this is coming down to whether or not the learners are going to sell because I, I, I mean, unless they came out, unless I missed it, I don't think it's certain yet, but it sounds yeah. like the learners are uh, prepared to sell. So that's going to play a role. I mean, regardless what they should have been expecting this season, because we all saw this coming. Yeah. Selling the team does play a, a role into the decisions oh, that you yeah. make, regardless For how sure. good your manager is, regardless who you have on the field. Like that, it just it it's you you can't separate that from the other decisions you make. Like that that plays a role. So. I'll make well, a little I, prediction here on on June 9th, twenty twenty two. Team gets sold. Rizzo gets let go. Most owners want their own GM, right? Sure. Going to clean out that front office, bring in their own guys, and they're going to re-sign Soto. That's my prediction. You can lock me down for that. June 9th, twenty twenty two. That's what I'm saying right now. National sell new ownership. New front office, and they they go in. I'm not going to say they're going to be like, you know, dropping bills like Steve Cohen did for the Mets, but new owners are going to come in and say, "Hey, it's it's our show now, and this is what we're going to do." But they're going to do it with a new GM, I think. That's my prediction. Very interesting. Didn't think I'd be getting that take from you on uh, June. Why Wednesday. not? Why not? Let's just so commit th- to stuff, huh? So you think you think Soto's going to be there for for a while? Which, by the way, yeah. Actually, no. Before we get into that, tell me about our friends, the boys, the boys, the boys, the and boys? the girls. BLC, Big League Chew, founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson. Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubble gum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter and at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers to purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Big League Chew. Speaking of Juan Soto, can we just talk real quick? Just a little little tangent here. Can we talk about this uh, tweet from the, the other day from Hector Gomez about the potential DR's dream team for the World Baseball Classic? Look, it's not going to yeah. happen. It never does. You you no. you 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 never see the ultimate dream team come no. to fruition. You're, you're, like and that. you got to sprinkle in a couple old guys too that still want to play. Sure. But can we just We got this it, next year, right? WBC? Next 2023, year? yeah. Can we just yeah. admire like the the possibility of of what could be even though it'll never happen? You got 
this this mock lineup for the DR for Dominican Republic for 2023 World Baseball Classic has Fernando Tatis Jr. at short leading off, Jose Ramirez at second, hitting second, Juan Soto in left, hitting third, Vladdy Jr. at first, hitting cleanup, Rafi Devers is your DH, Manny Machado at third, Teoscar Hernandez in right, Gary San- Gary Sanchez catching, Starling Marte in center. Yeah, I think seven, eight, nine. Um, what's crazy is that like they're 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 pretty good, but you're like those are the worst guys on this team. Like one of the comments on the gra- on the graphic I put out, you know how set you are if you have Sanchez and Marte hitting eight, nine. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I did like one of the comments I saw in here where my the caption I put was who's beating this team and then one of the comments was Gary Sanchez is beating this team. <laughs> <laughs> like that's really your only weak spot. Like is there Just is there a nobody else pass balls? Yeah, who else is catchers from the DR? Like can we get anybody else? Like can we change Sal Perez's birth certificate or something cuz we need to we need to put a nice finishing touch on that. We can't have Gary Sanchez behind the dish. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty light in here. Not great. Uh slim pickings. Yeah, I mean I we didn't need to go into depth. I just wanted to bring that up because man, I saw that and I was like, that that's terrifying. Um but another name on here, Manny Machado. Uh, made headlines recently for his comments about Albert Pujols. And believe it or not, Manny Machado, I feel like, was in the right here. 1,000%. We we said this. It's a rarity. We've been saying this for the last two years. Before Before any conversations, before... He was even let go. Like he was still an angel, and we were like, we need him to finish his career as a Cardinal strictly for the farewell tour. Why isn't it happening? Where did that go? We saw it for a few years. Like we got it with Jeter, we got it with Mo, we got it with uh, David Ortiz. Like, why? Why is this not a thing? Like, and I love those names. But you could argue Albert Pujols is the biggest names of the of that category. In terms of our generation, we have seen few greater, if any. Yeah. This dude deserves a lot of praise. So Manny Machado comes out regarding the the farewell tour, or lack thereof, I should say, uh, and says it's kind of BS that teams are not giving him a farewell tour. I'll tell you that right now. Why? Albert has been the best player in our generation to ever play this game. And to see him doing the things he's doing, I mean, it's just un- unbelievable. It's freaking special that St. Louis gave him the opportunity to come back here and finish off his career as a Cardinal. Yeah, I feel like, why, why is it that like the Cardinals fans are the only ones that are thrilled about this this opportunity? I think I think the rest of baseball needs to figure it out and, and celebrate. I'll be honest with you, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Just want to go on record first of all as saying... I agree with Manny. I think I think he's right. I think baseball needs to be doing a better teams and these organizations and fan bases need to be doing a better job. 
To be fair, there have been a couple that have acknowledged him. I, I in fact, I think I just saw the Rays put something up on the jumbotron for him and Yachty. Uh, now, yesterday I, or something. I need like a ceremonial type of gift at home plate I, before the game. Yes, I agree. What I'm, what I will say though is, I feel like Albert may have shot himself in the foot with just the way he's handled these last few seasons, where people are like, "All right, this dude is just eating up cash out in L.A." Goes yeah. to the Dodgers, okay, like gains a little bit of goodwill there because he's like he's helping the clubhouse. He's he was making a difference there for a minute, but at the same time, it's the Dodgers, so people are automatic. That's automatically mm-hmm. going to turn those mm-hmm. people off that even thought that that was mm-hmm. a, a decent thing. And now he comes back to St. Louis, and it's like, dude, we thought you retired like three years ago. Why? Like, what are you still doing? I feel like that plays a role into yeah. maybe what we're seeing or, or not seeing, I should say. Because if this he, would have been, if he would have been a Cardinal, a couple, if he would have made his way back to St. Louis two, three years ago, completely yeah. different story. I agree. And I do think that uh, there could be behind the curtains that we don't know about. Pujols could be saying no to this stuff. Who knows? I'm assuming that's a conversation that happens. You know? A raised guy says, hey, like, uh, you know, we're going to give, I don't know, one of our veterans an opportunity to present you a gift before the game. Maybe I was like, nah, like, we're good. Like, uh, just give it to me behind closed doors. You know, maybe there's something there. Because the Cardinals are having a good year. And there could be a point where Albert's like, yeah, I don't want to be a distraction for this team. And that is something I talked about before. Yep. Right? That he could be a distraction. And it could take away from from the team. That could be something going on. But what's crazy is that you look at his teammates and you're like, uh, pretty sure they'd be cool with it, dude. Like, you have another legend in Yachty that would happily and and Wayno go about that with you. You have Nolan Arenado right that is like openly said, like, I, I can't believe every day I, I can't believe I get to be in the same clubhouse as this guy. And that right there, if you have those guys being like, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, we're cool with it, who it are you going like, to be? Everyone else is going to buy in. Yeah, you're some like double-A call-up who's making his debut. Yeah, yeah, no, guys, guys, let's let's yeah. tone it back on the farewell stuff. I, I got a game to play today. Like, no, you're a nobody. No, exactly. So, like, if your core is okay with it, I, I just can't see there being an, uh, him having an issue. I don't get it. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. The only thing I can think of is that maybe, you know, Albert was like, I don't I don't want to take away from from Wayno or Yachty if they're calling it quits, too. Like, it'd be weird if they all three retire after this year, but only Albert Pujols got a farewell tour. Yachty is arguably one of the greatest catchers we've ever seen. So, like, I'd say top five. Fair, right? Yeah. I mean, like it. You got Johnny Bench at the top. You throw Pudge Rodriguez in there, and then like only maybe Yogi, but like even Yogi was like he wasn't like a full time incredible lights out catcher. And like we've talked about, Yachty has come out and said he's like, "Oh, this is it, man." But it probably, like you said, it kind of it, it might put like Wayno in a weird spot because it's like he hasn't officially come out and said that he's done. And you're pro- you're yeah. looking up 
if you're a fantasy baseball manager and you're looking at at Wayno's game logs, you're going, "Why are you quitting? this guy? <laughs> this guy's not not retiring, yeah. right? He he's coming back next year, right? Yeah. Like that's just got to be a weird thing. So maybe that that might there could have just there could have been a conversation we don't know about. There could have been Pujols going to the, you know, to everyone in the Cardinals and just saying like, "Look, like I, if anyone tries to come to you and and want to do something before a game, like." Just shut it down, man. Like, I, I appreciate it, but, like, that's not what I'm about. And that could be a part of this. I don't know. I have no idea. It could turn on at a certain point this year. But I feel like, if anything, wouldn't you want it in the beginning of the year? You know? Up until, like, maybe July or August. And then you could just use September to focus on a postseason run. Yeah, but, I mean... I'll there's certain teams that you're going to run into run into that you won't see until later in the year. Cause yeah, sure. I mean, you're sure. going to get your division teams. You're going to get your other league teams, but I don't know. I don't know how much that plays into it. It's possible, but I just feel like if you're, your pool holes and if that is his final decision, like if they came to him, I, like I respect it, I'm not going to knock yeah. the decision, but I feel like in a way it's 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 almost a way of showing your appreciation for those teams to to be accepting of their efforts to acknowledge you because it's like like it's I, weird to I not remember, accept a gift. Yeah, exactly. I heard that one time because I like growing up, I was all like, no, 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 like please don't worry about it. But then some, I heard some somebody say one time like, no, it's it's in a way depending upon how you look at it, it's kind of insulting to reject somebody's gift because it's like it is yeah. they've decided that they want to like sacrifice their time their their energy their money whatever right. it may be to like show their appreciation for you and it's right. almost insulting to like to shun that so right. in this regard it's like these teams want to do something special and if he's again not saying this is what he's saying but if that is it's like uh, albert what are we yeah. doing guy yeah I'm, I'm with you page page was talking to me the other day about like uh love languages i don't I guess like everyone has like a love language. Or I hear something. about it all the time, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that was like a thing. But um, she was like, "What do you think yours is?" When I thought about it, and I was like, I, "Actually, I love giving gifts. Like, I love giving gifts. I love putting the, like the time into it. Like, I, I it's actually a pet peeve of mine if I give someone a, a gift card. I'm like, ugh, it's like a cop out. Like for me, I love getting them. I'm like, hey, fill me up with gift cards. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. But when I give one, I'm like, ah, I could have come up with something that's like, I know you. I want to give you a gift because I know you. Right. And I want right. to show you that I know you. It's weird. Like it's weird to say no to a gift. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I mean, either way, whatever is, is working for the Cardinals. Just keep doing it. They're a half They're game rolling. back of the Brewers entering Thursday. Play good ball. Play real good ball. And yeah, I agree. I don't think there's anyone in that roster that would say no to that. Goldschmidt's a, a machine. That guy is just like a robot. Like I, I, you could, you could, you could piss in that guy's Cheerios in the morning, and he's still gonna go out there and roll out three hits. Like that's just, you know what I mean? Who else is gonna say anything? No one's gonna say anything. I don't see. I don't see Tommy Edmond rolling into the clubhouse. No. All right, what clown show are we gonna have to put up with today? Yeah. Pre-game. No. Like, no, no one's gonna say that. that. Yachty's gonna love it. Wayno's going to love it. Nolan Arenado is going to be a fanboy and be like, yes, please give him a gift. He's amazing. 
And then you got no one else in there that even like really has a voice or should have a voice in this in this argument. Fall in Fair. line. Uh Nate, closing the book here before we get into the 305 fake number five, the pyramids. I uh, just got some Mambo items to, to walk through here. Um, but before we do that, let me tell you about SeatGeek. Nate, it's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or t- concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets, games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks or making it even better for you. If you're a first-time user, SeatGeek, next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code, the, the number three, the number zero, TickPod. That's our social handle at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that. Good hard cash. Enter promo code, the, the number three, the number zero, TickPod at checkout. Closing the book, Marcus Simeon. Worth noting, been on an absolute tear the last couple of weeks. Sheesh. Uh, doubleheader against, I believe it was the Guardians yesterday. Uh, seven hits, including three bombs, which, by the way, no one's done that since 1973. I believe it was Joe Morgan, actually, if I recall. Hey. Love our boy Joe. Um, as of Wednesday, possibly Tuesday, I think as of Wednesday... Marcus Simeon's last 12 games, he's had 18 hits, six walks, six homers, and he's six for six on stolen bases with an OPS of 1.147. So safe to say that uh, Marcus Simeon is uh, back to back to normal. Yeah, I, I think it's starting to build a little bit, and that's okay. I mean, it takes the guys have slow months, man. This we just forget that sometimes I, 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 you mentioned it last time you mentioned the last few episodes, law of averages is going to, it's going to play out for for certain guys. Um, and I, I like what the Rangers are doing personally. I like what they're doing. I don't think they need to do anything in the trade deadline, buy or sell, just stick with what you got and start to build a foundation. And that's what they're, that's what they're starting to do. I like it. And they've got a they've got a good core. Like obviously they just bought their their middle infield, but like they Nathaniel Lowe, Adolis Garcia uh, Garcia, um, I mean Martin Perez is like resurgence is is an understatement for what that guy's doing on the bump. Like they're they got good stuff going. They got good stuff going. I say stick with it and and. For for Seeger and, and Simeon, it's yeah, it's it's a little bit of I gotta show this fan base that I am an all-star and I'm gonna do this every year. So it's it's better for names like this, it's better for them to succeed. And you know that that bet on himself year wasn't a fluke if he turns it around. Um Steven Strasburg is making his season debut today tonight versus the Marlins. Um, I think they're in Miami. Yeah, they're in Miami. Uh, and this will be his first start since July, 2021. I think I saw something the other day where he, over the last two seasons has only made seven starts. Yeah. Not great, but good to see him back. He, from what I saw, I I mean, little plug here. I've got him on, I got him on fantasy. I snatched him up a little while ago and just sat on it. Cause I, I saw good uh, progression with his rehab. It looks like with his his uh, few starts and 
uh, the minors. It looks like he was wheeling and dealing. So how ramped up is he though? Are we looking at at sixty pitches for the first couple starts? Or um, I mean, I'm assuming that's what it's going to be. That's yeah. I mean, they're another not gonna, guy that I I just wish we got to see him fully healthy for a long stretch in his career. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to throw him out there for a hundred plus, but um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think I saw something. It was like 60. Oh, see, one of these starts, he threw 83 pitches. So Friday, June 3rd, went six scoreless for AAA Rochester, throwing 83 pitches. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's ramped about as ramped up as you can be. So I'll be curious to see how, how it plays out. Um, uh, another note here. Did you see that national anthem that was played on a saw out in Oakland? I did. did. you see that video? Weird. Very weird. Oakland's just like a twilight zone out there. I don't know Give, what's going on. Giving me some serious like murder mystery vibes. Big time. I don't know what that was. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, go look at it. It's I mean it's cool, talented, but just like very weird. talented. Just weird. That I just would have thought of all the things I wanted to hear the national anthem played on. I, I feel like the the saw is probably pretty low on that list. Like, probably, you know, like when you watch videos, you're just like I mean that was impressive, but like why? But why? You know those like those dudes that are like launching basketballs from like forever across the court, and and they're like you know seventy attempts later, or the dude that's just sitting in his room flicking a, an Xbox disc into his Xbox that's thirty feet away, and he eventually gets it, and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> Cool. It's like that. Like, it's like that Jurassic Park quote when they were like they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could do it that they didn't stop to think if they should. It's like yeah. It's like okay, we can we can play a national anthem on a saw, but yeah. is that what the twelve people in attendance really want to hear? Probably not. Do you think? Do you think they was it a girl or a boy? I didn't see. I think it was a woman. She do, had do you her, think she, she had her bow or whatever and was playing it. Do you think she brought her own saw or like? They, they I'm gonna go ahead and say, around? yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that they probably don't have many uh, hand saws just laying. Hey, around, look, but. I'd love to read a report that was like she forgot her cello in Oakland. You know, the A's were just like, no, hey, we have this saw over here in the clubhouse because this ridiculous stadium. Has that been would under be the greatest forever. audible of all time. Like, hey, oh, then I'm more my... impressed. Then okay. I'm like, all right, I'm bought in on this story now. All right, but if she's like, I flew here from South Carolina with this six foot saw to play you, you know, I'm like, uh, all right, I g- there, there's a reason that's not an instrument. Somebody you else, know? like somebody. I mean, anything's an instrument if 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 you make it one. Um, yes. Somebody dig into that for us. Somebody, somebody figure out whether or not that was intentional or if she forgot her cello. Um, last note I got here. Did you see the Mike Zanino, Florida man bobblehead? I'm a fan. Big fan. I'm Big a fan. fan of those. If, in case you haven't seen them, they, they're the rays are making, uh, a Florida man, Mike Zanino bobblehead, which features a cutoff Jersey, jean shorts, boots, <laughs> and an alligator eating a baseball. Did you realize that he's just like a, he's just like a country boy? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think he was, he was born in Florida and didn't he go to, did he go to U of F? I think so. And I he's got like a camo glove. I'm like, you're just like just a little bit of a redneck. I like it. 
It's cool. It's a cool bobblehead. It's fun. Yeah. He was, uh, wow. You look at Mike born in Cape. Is it Cape Coral or Cape Corral? I think it's Cape Coral. It's definitely Coral. (laughs) Cape Coral. (laughs) Uh, born in Cape Coral, Florida. Yeah, I don't know why I said corral. I told tough, you, anytime there's tough, a, a, a yeah. decision to be made on how to pronounce something, I always get it wrong. I'm glad you asked. If you, you just, just committed to corral and, and rode that, I, I don't know if I would have. Corral, corral is two R's, no? I thought I had an, an E at the end, no? No. I don't even think that's a word. Corral. Two yeah, L's? Two, two R's. No, two R's. Two R's? Two R's. Yeah, that's what I said. Two R's. Um, no, Mike Zanino was born in Cape Cape Coral, Florida, and went to the University of Florida. So he is I a like true. It. That's a true Florida man right there. It's a rare rare dub for the the Rays PR department. Rare Facts. dub there. <laughs> uh, that's all I got on closing the book, Nate. I think it's time to talk about some pyramid conspiracies. Episode five. The three o fake. All right, so you, <laughs> I can see how excited you are in your face. I like you. It. You sent me a TikTok about the the pyramid conspiracies, and I'll, let me just I say, I watched it, and I was blown away. Yeah, I had no dude, idea. So sad. Oh, I, I had no idea. These pyramids just make no sense to me. Can you for the for the for the chasers, can you summarize just like briefly the the main points of that just in terms of like the 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 angle, the, the direction, mathematical the placement? precision? Basically what the video was saying is that like uh the, the blocks are made into a cubit. It's what it what it's called, which is a certain size. Um, shape and weight and everything and it's perfectly made to where I think it's like one uh, it's like one in 274,000 cubits would cover a certain distance that's like around the circumference of the earth or something like that and then um, they basically said that the Pyramid is perfectly, like, near perfect pointing direct true north. I think they said it's 0.60th of a degree off. But then they attributed the fact that the the Earth the Earth's axis has changed over that time period. So it could have been even more accurate back then. Just a lot of weird, weird, crazy stuff. But, uh... Yeah, that I don't know, man. It, it's it's just nuts. Like it's 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 perfectly in this spot too. Like where it is in Egypt is like kind of middle of the road. Also, the size of the pyramid is um I think they said 13 acres or something like that. 15 acres, like square acres, which makes up a full block of longitude and latitude longitude and latitude grid where it takes up like a full block of that it's like stuff that like how did they know that back then how do they know what true north is 
how do they get it exactly there? Once I sent you that video, by the way, TikTok just like really grabbed onto me and they were like, now every time I'm on there, it's like more pyramids, you know, conspiracy stuff. Did, was this the one that showed you how they thought they built it? Did I send you that one? I don't know if I saw that one. So that's, what, that's the part that I'm curious video. about. This actually made sense to me though, because we talk about like these huge, heavy blocks, right? Like how do they stack them? How do they get to the point where they were like being so high? And what's hilarious is this always cracked me up. I'm a freaking, I'm like a, uh, I'm like an eight year old kid and I, it's cracking me up. Cause I'm like, there's no way. Like if you look in the textbooks, like the history textbooks, it just shows them yeah, like yeah. pulling like, the blocks up with like yeah. a like a sled. There's like twelve. I'm like, there's like twelve of them with a rope. <laughs> just like oh, we're just gonna pull this over some logs. I'm like, like you're not no. pulling this up on a sled. No. So what, no this way. is what I this is what I watched. This is what I saw. So I watched this other video that they said they they basically created a pool, and they know that that water is always flat, right? The water is always level. So they created this pool and they got this big rock where, the, where these cubits are, right? The big block. And they dragged it through the water and it like floats, keeping it towards the top of the water. And they float it and they put it in this groove in the pool. And then they just pay attention to how level the water is. And then they just chip away at this block until they get a perfect cube. But... If they're using that technology of the water to move this thing and they can put floats around this rock and let it float, they could basically put it in a place and then remove the floats. And then as you just keep digging that pool deeper and deeper, I don't know. I mean, that solves some of it. I don't know how you get 12 stories higher, whatever it is. I don't know how tall it is, but it's tall enough to be questionable. Like here, let's throw some of these ten ton blocks upon Santa's sled and we'll make our way up to the top yeah, I'm not, on, I'm not on barefoot. Like I'm not come on. It. Yeah. Just <laughs> Just thinking of like friends. He's like, pivot! 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 <laughs> it's just got like this block that all these Egyptians are holding. Like, where? <laughs> pivot where? Which way? Are we going to the left or the right? Oh, oh man. Gosh. There's just there's no way. It's so accurate, but this video talks about how it's just, it's perfectly pointed true north. It's perfectly placed in earth, like on earth of being like this middle point. I think that it's the exact distance, like there's the, the perfect distance between North Pole and the South Pole. It's like right in the middle. I think that was something that was said in the video, right? Yeah, it was something about the placement is like perfectly center of something. I'm like, there's no way these people yeah. knew this. No, there's no, I don't understand how. I don't understand how. I don't know. So what's the deal with like the Illuminati? Why do I feel like the Illuminati is involved in everything? Everything that we've researched. Minus like the JFK assassination, which who knows? Maybe the Illuminati was involved in that somehow. But I feel like everything else, the Illuminati is just like, yeah, we, we had a hand in that. Well, what's up with our dollar bills, man? Like they got, they got the all-seeing eye on top of those pyramids on our currency. In the United the States. Of, the eye of providence is a symbol that depicts an eye often enclosed in a triangle and surrounded by rays of light or glory meant to represent divine providence, 
whereby the eye of God watches over humanity. This is on Wikipedia describing the back of the dollar bill. Um, hmm. Yeah, why? what is that about? Why do we have the pyramid on the dollar bill? Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Borrowed from Egyptian civilization, the pyramid... No, I don't want to know... That's that's one thing it doesn't make sense. For a for a country that prides itself in in being able to separate itself from a nation, it sure seemed to latch on to Egyptian civilization here. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. I I just think it's wild that it's like it's it's the perfect shape. Like we talked about, if you start at the bottom, and it's like oh, it's just like oh, it's it's all good. It's only two inches off. By the time you get to the top, after all these stacks of cubes, it's gonna be like eight feet off because all you did at the bottom was just you were you messed it up by two inches. I there's no way that they had like the tools or knowledge that just means you're gonna have to throw everything back on Santa's sleigh and start all over it's odd dude it's odd yeah, yeah there's were... something real fishy about the pyramids I don't know I don't I can't put my finger on it but uh I don't know dude yeah the, this little part of the video where it like it goes off the center and it goes off in the six directions it's like it's it's a perfect alignment with our longitude and latitude lines. What is that about? I don't understand. How did you get there? Okay, so the cubit uh, equals one point eight six feet. By the way, so it's one point eight six all the way around. It's the perfect cube. And didn't it say there's like 25 million of those? Like, it's like 25 million cubits or something all the way around the earth. And like, yeah, it like starts it, uh, with the pyramids or something. I don't know. Something really strange. 365 cubits long is the pyramid. 365 days in a year. Interesting. Real interesting. Um, this is saying that like the size of it is like I mentioned, like a perfect longitude and latitude, longitude and latitude. Like, I don't know what do you, what do you call those? Like measurements, like squares. Oh, you're talking about like on a globe. Yeah. When you're looking at like a globe, you got like the longitude and latitude like lines, like a grid, like yeah. there's just like a grid everywhere. Yeah. Of all those lines. Like that's how we know coordinates, right? That's there. This one, ooh, let me go back to that part. That was cool. Um, the coordinate is like 29.97.9245, blah, 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 degrees. Like the very tip top of the pyramid. The coordinate is like 29.979 or whatever. The speed of light is the exact same number. 
299,792 meters per second. It's interesting. I bet you, those of you that are listening, didn't know all this stuff about the pyramids, but uh, go ahead. We've opened the can of worms for you. Go crazy with it. Yeah. Let us know what you find. There's a lot (sighs) more to this world. A lot going on there. Than Uh, you think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We we don't have like an overall question about this. It's just like, we can't say, are they real or not? They're obviously real. Are they though? Have you seen like, have, have you seen the pyramids? Or just like Despicable Me, where he, where he steals it, and it's just like a big inflated balloon. Has you remember that? Were... Tell me you yeah. saw Despicable yes. Me. Yes. The kid like falls into it, the fat kid. Has anyone seen the pyramids? That's the question Has we should Has anyone really seen anything? Or are, li- are our eyes lying to us? Who knows? I heard, you want to talk about a... a trippy thought i heard someone sometimes or one time say are we really seeing what's really out there or is it completely different but our eyes are just showing us what we think we're seeing in other words like are the things that are around us like, do they look, feel, do they, is all of that there? Is this like our, is this like our 3 fake epilogue that you're writing? I don't know, dude. I'm like, just telling you. Like, I'm just, I'm just, you know, zooming out a little bit just to <laughs> give you, give you something to chew on. This, Put your tinfoil hat on for sure. Hey, what's, uh, what's the 3 fake number six going to be next Thursday? Uh, I just typed in the 3 fake into Google. That's not going to. That's not that's gonna, not gonna help. That's not gonna help us. Conspiracy theories. Oh, you know what? I saw something stupid the other day. Did you hear that uh people think all birds are fake? I told you that, dude. The you told me birds that? aren't the birds aren't real movement. Yeah. Yeah, they're like they're like government spies. You wanna look at the birds aren't real movement, the three oh fake number six? I'm with it. All right, there you have it. Birds. There you have it. The three oh fake number six. Birds aren't real. Be curious <laughs> what, we, what we find there. Oh, uh, that's man. all I got TikTok for the chasers. Is, TikTok's going to take me through some freaking some routes for sure. Digging some through that tangents. stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get out of here. I got to go to Costco. I'm going to go get a membership. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. welcome to the club. That life, yeah. We got to start that, that Costco uh, podcast. People are they, they're clamoring for it. I'll record from there. I don't care. I'm just gonna no, pop like a squat. A, a podcast about Costco, right. recorded from Costco. I'll let you know what samples it. I get. I'll let you know. Let me know. Um, Actually, I don't know if they do samples on the weekdays. It's very limited if they do. What a joke. Well. No. It's all, it's all business. No. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. Yeah, let's get out. Uh, last thing, I, I saw the new Top Gun. Excellent. Highly recommend it. I got to see the first one. Still haven't seen the first one. The funny thing is the first one's super cheesy. Of course. It's a late 80s movie. It's, I mean, it's cheesy. It's corny. It's it's overacted. It's it's goofy. But this one is good. This one's actually like a, it's like a good movie. 
overall, I don't think you really need to see the first one if you haven't. Because if you watch the first one, you'd be like, I don't think I want to see the second one. Well, I saw there was a couple of references, so I feel like it would it would at least a couple, help. but it gives you a good idea. Like Paige never saw the first one; she loved the second one. Might have to go see that. I recommend it. That's it. Enjoy your weekend. Watch some baseball. Uh, get fat or work out. You know, it's up to you. Choice is yours. Choice is yours. But while you're doing it, don't go chasing curveball. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.